Ladies and gentlemen, we interrupt our program of dance music to bring you a special bulletin from the Intercontinental Radio News. It's time for a peculiar podcast. In your wildest dreams, you could not imagine the marvelous surprises that await you. Hosted by Pat Cashman. He had a fiery quality on the stage and off the stage, and he was gorgeous to look at. And back by his side, Lisa Foster. She has tattoos, she's cool. She's dangerous. Broadcasters turned rogue podcasters. This <laughs> just a real nice surprise. They're back and on demand. Just press the button. See, you're on. Ready or not, it's Pat and Lisa. Some people without brains do an awful lot of talking, don't they? Yes, I guess you're right. <laughs> Quiet, numbskulls, I'm broadcasting. Yeehaw! Can you dig it? Yeah, yeah, I can dig it, yeah. When the moon hits your eye like a big pizza pie, that's amore. How you doing? Me? Yeah. No. Oh. no oh, there's you. nobody else in the room. Talk about so anybody that might be listening. To this thing, not you. No. I can see how you're doing. I'm good. I'm as well, good. You, your voice maybe people will notice is a little gravelly, like you. Yeah, I know. A little fluish. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of cool, though, yeah. right? It's very Brenda Vaccaro, yeah. Suzanne Plachettish. Whenever Can I, I did uh, voiceovers, sometimes I'd get up in the early in the morning, yeah. and your That's voice the is best it, time. It's in the bucket. And you yeah. Say, this is when I should I get know. hired for a commercial. Wants to know that I love my baby, and my baby loves me. A short time ago, we went out together to a place called Far Out, up in Limbo. The rhythm was there. Right. Because by the end of the day, it's, hi, everybody. <laughs> it's just, it just, your voice just starts going up. It does. It does. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, um, I, I did catch the flu, um, the dreaded flu. I didn't mean to, but I caught it in Boise and came Oh, home. yeah. The, the flu center <coughs> of the of the um, United States, Boise. Excuse yeah. me, Sam. Mm-hmm. Just caught, is all, but I'm I'm feeling better. It's just that my, my voice is not quite recovered. So, um it's a little bleh, oh, bleh, yeah. texture. Well, I'll, I'll all of that. It's called that. That's called a uh, vocal fry. Is the actual term in the industry? Oh, yeah, that sounds like a picnic, doesn't it? <laughs> I'm going to a vocal fry tomorrow. You know, well, I'm a chicken fry and cold beer on a Friday night. A pair of jeans that fit just right and a radio. Hey, I got really good news, and I, I and I don't think we've talked about this on the podcast before, but I'm going to mention it. And if if I if I have, then stop me. Is it recent good news? Because I have amnesia. It's fairly recent, yes. Well, then and, we and, probably haven't talked about it because I haven't talked to you in a while. Well, that's right. But it is the story of my. We I have two English Springer Spaniels, as you know. One of them, the older Elliot dog, and Sadie, is Elliot, the boy dog. We went uh, on a, on a short trip for about a week, uh, maybe just after uh, the first of the year. And when we got home, and, and there was a you know this this girl that, that sat for the dogs, and and uh, and she never mentioned anything. But as soon as she left, we started noticing that Elliot was walking into the walls. He was bumping into furniture, and we had noticed a uh, whitening of his eyes, but hadn't paid as much attention the veterinarian never said anything about it well in fact he had uh, cataracts 
so severe that he was blind really quickly. He has diabetes, and yeah. uh, that usually accompanies that. And the poor little guy uh, went from uh, this, you know, gregarious, fun-loving, run-around-like-crazy dog to Mr. Wanting to sit around all the time. And who wouldn't if you can't see? You know, it changes his world so quickly. Right. So we were... Uh, we were extremely bereft about that, needless to say. And uh, and I felt like, gee, we're just counting down the time now. He's 11 years old. He'll probably be checking out. And I, it's it's a thought I've pushed so far I to know. the back of my head all the time, like any dog lover does. Yeah. But then we found out, and and I felt like I was the last one to know, guess what? You can get cataract surgery for dogs just as you could for a human. That put a new new lens in, take the the duds out and put and put new lenses in. That's amazing, isn't it? It's astonishing. It really is. I, I remember I had this great aunt of mine that, as long as I could ever remember her from being a little kid, she had these big, thick glasses, which she used to see on people. Coke uh, bottle the, bottom glasses. Yeah, could, she couldn't go out into the forest in the summertime. So. <laughs> Remember, only you can prevent forest fires. But she had to live with it because they didn't have this surgery then. Now they do, and it, they can do it for dogs. It's not cheap. And so we weighed, gee, can we afford this? Should we spring for this? And we finally decided, heck yes. Yeah. I mean, if he has, I mean, I, you know, I, I felt like if he has one happy week where he can see again and then he's gone even that would yeah, be worth it. even that would really be worth sweet it. that's how i felt i know so, so then you can decide do we do we do one eye or two eyes because it you do both eyes is a little little more actually substantially more expensive but uh we uh, of course opted for him to have both eyes done so we started calling around to washington state we've gone oregon state even over into idaho uh, but not Boise, because they got the flu over That's there. That's right. <laughs> you might be able to come out seeing, but you'll have the flu. That's right. So we so we, uh, we finally decided that uh, the best spot for this to happen was in Beaverton. There's a woman that specializes. They call it the Animal Eye Clinic. So that's what they do. They, they don't you know do anything else for, for animals except deal with their eyes, and particularly eye surgery like yeah, that. Yeah, and so. they have those in a lot of areas. There's an animal eye clinic. I told you about this here mm-hmm. in, in yeah. Seattle. Yeah, so we just did some price shopping uh, predicated on that and, and uh, you know, did a lot of research into how good is this person, what, what are the testimonials, um, you know, whatever uh, the equivalent of a Yelp review is, probably a bark review <laughs> or a wine they, review. They should have that. Yeah, pant review. And uh, so we... So we identified this one in portland beaverton area as being our choice for having this done for elliot so we put him in the back of the car and we made our little trip up to uh, to beaverton and you 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 know we had got a got a motel room and it has to be a pet friendly place but it was really nearby we could have practically walked him over there the next day so but when we get to the motel, they, they left out a couple of details. One of them was that uh, their elevator was broken and, and had been since January, <laughs> you know, and, and for a long time. You stay at the nicest places, Yeah, don't, we? don't yeah. we? Yeah. And, and he's, <laughs> so I, I have to carry him up the stairs. Because he can't uh, see. Because he can't see. 
and he's 50 pounds, and that's a load going up three flights of stairs. And uh, But that, that's okay. You know, it's third floor. That's not great. But uh, so the next day we take him in, and it's early in the morning, and we bring him in for eye surgery and uh, fill out the paperwork. And, said, and then they said, you can pick him up later today. And, and miraculously, when you pick him up, he'll see you. He can see again. I it's know. Not like I remember. You have to wait a few days. I remember you being on pins and needles that day. I texted you, and you didn't know what to do with yourself. Oh, I was and I'm like, like a go get some, parent. go get some Bloody Marys, and just yeah. kick back and relax. Well, we'll go to a movie. No, no. I, I wouldn't be able to. No. So I am pa- pacing around. Yes. And all oh, that. it's so hard to wait while your dog's in surgery. Yeah, it it's is. hard. There's always a risk, you know. Um, but we, we sure enough get there and pick him up about 4 o'clock in the afternoon. And he's his back is turned to us. He's got one of those cones on. You know, yeah. you, have, you have to wear those things. Yeah. Have you ever worn one? Me personally? Yeah. No. Yeah. I know you have. Yeah, I have. <laughs> I, Do you just travel with it always just in case you well, need I it? Well, I did a bit predicated <laughs> on that idea one time on, on uh, this TV show, sketch comedy show, Almost Live, that I used to be a part of. And that was the premise of it is that a guy is on his first ever date with a woman and he starts biting at his shoulder and she she's off put by that. And he said, sorry, I don't know what this is. I'm going to go see a doctor. So then we go to the next night at, at a restaurant and she's the, the, the date woman is waiting apprehensively and then getting it's getting a little late. She's about ready to leave and lo and behold, I come walking into the restaurant and I've got this dog collar cone thing. <laughs> Marcy? 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 Oh, there you are. I am so, I am so, so sorry. Had a little trouble driving over here. Thanks for waiting. It's a dumb bit. But I, since I had one of those dog cone things, I decided I'm going to, I'm going to, you know, wear this uh, to speaking events and stuff. So when I'm introduced, you know, I'll be off stage. Nobody will see me. And then they introduce me, and, I, and I'll suggest, why don't you say something like, Pat has has a little medical condition he's dealing with right now, but uh, he's still decided he wanted to be here today, so would you welcome our guest speaker? And then I come out, and I've got the dog cone on. Now, would you laugh Perfect. if somebody did that? I think it's a very funny sight gag. It's because a great I do- sight gag. I did it about four different times, and it just l- fell flat. Really? And I and I always wondered about it, and I thought, do these people really think that I that humans wear these? Huh. I mean, uh, when they they when I we don't set know, it up, you have to be a dog person to get the joke. I mean, maybe you've got, you got a little titters, but maybe not, not your the reaction maybe your audience maybe they were cat people. It could have been. I don't know. I've seen cats wearing them, though. Oh, that's true. So I finally abandoned the bit because it just... But I never could figure out why it didn't get a laugh when I first walked out 
in such an absurd getup. I think that's funny. Never worked. Never worked. Uh, you can't be too smart for the room either. You, you think mean, wearing a dog collar cone <laughs> thing is too smart? Well, apparently. <laughs> well, maybe it was. Apparently you were too, too, too smart for the room. So we show up at the vet to pick Elliot up, and his back is to us, and he's wearing this cone thing. And they have him in one of these little metal corrals that are portable you can put your animals in. So they... It's called a pen, not a corral. He's not a horse. Well, look. Okay. It's a pen. All right. Give me land, lots of land, thunder, starry skies above. Don't fence me in. Let me ride through the wide open country that I love. Don't fence me in. I, corral sounds better than pen to me. I don't know it. Where's Dad gone? He's heading to the corral. It just sounds over in, uh, in Walla Walla. Like a corral is for pigs and yeah. and and cows and yeah. horses. But, but anyway, when he finally we kind of come around the other side and he sees this and he pushes. He's so excited he oh. pushes this corral across their lobby, oh. trying to get to us. It was just That's so so. Sweet. I bet you cried. Oh yeah, yeah. Blubbered like a little baby. I know. Because uh, it was just so neat. It yeah. was just wonderful. And I've not gotten over it since, and it's been several weeks now. I can see clearly now the rain is gone. I can see all obstacles in my way. So we take him to back to the motel, and I carry him up the stairs. you got to be very careful. They gotta wear this cone. They say you can't, can't bump the can't, eyes. Can't let the dog walk downstairs. Anything that bumps his head, right? Could jar these new lenses and, or stitches loose. So I mean, I, I took all of that to heart, and we have to give him drop all these different combinations of drops and things. We're still doing that. We probably always will. So we get into the the motel, and we get him set down, and we're relaxing, and and uh, we spend the night. And then the next morning, we're going to take him to the vet for one last check, and then we're going to drive back to Central Oregon, where we were, where we're living, for the most part. And uh, when as we get up in the morning, it's ah, oh, look at him! He can see. Isn't this great? I'll take him outside, let him do his thing. My wife becomes slowly aware that the bed we've been sleeping on has got a uh, is got all these little black dots running all around on it the dots were running the they're do- moving the dots are moving <clears throat> you know, and there's a lot of them oh. it looks like somebody had spilled pepper uh, onto the uh the sheets yeah i know what that is yeah do you know uh-huh yeah well yeah and that's what it was there were we had bed bugs galore so not only is their elevator broken but they, then they got what bed bugs. What kind of places do you stay at? Oh, wait, this I was, mean, that's, I'll, I'll that's, tell you the, the brand name. that's the literal definition of a flea bag motel. <laughs> yeah, well, it was. Gosh. Have you ever 
have you looked up close at bed bug is like a lice type of thing yeah, I mean, there are different kinds of what things. What do you mean, look up close? Why would I want to put my nose? I don't want to put my face up to Well, they're to so them. tiny. They'll jump on you and eat your face off. Yeah, they will. So, they will. Yeah, I know. They're horrible, and they'll bite you. Did you get... Were you bit? Uh, uh, my wife was. They don't like your blood? No, I guess not. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, so the place is... The, it turned, and then we started becoming aware. We were looking. It's one of those suites, you know, that's got an adjoining joining room. Yeah, uh, and it's, a suite it, at a flea bag motel. Yeah. That sounds really nice. Uh, well, they're they're everywhere. Yeah. They are everywhere. And, what are you going to say? What the place is, uh, and get this podcast shut down, sued and shut down. Well, I won't say. I'll. I'll what does it rhyme with? It rhymes with Dumfort Inn. Okay. <laughs> okay. Except I think in we're this safe. case, it was definitely the Dumfort Inn. I think we're safe. Yeah. And uh, oh, and this isn't to indict the entire chain, of course, but this particular place, uh, they really had a bed bug problem. So, did you tell them? We go down and uh, to the front desk and say, "Hey, uh, you might not be aware of this, but you you got you got more bugs here than they do than the FBI uses, and and they're all you had, over." You'd, our... you'd give them an example of how many bugs they had. Yeah, I wanted to create to a metaphor yes. for them. So they'd be uh, super clear on how many they had. <laughs> yes. Oh I think it's always great to illustrate clearly. I think that's very funny. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, but, and what was their reaction? I'm always curious about the hotel staff when you bring a problem to them. Because I, I stay in hotels all the time and occasionally have to bring up problems to them. And they, there's very different reactions. Yeah. What well, did, how did they react? This reaction was, you might remember a couple years ago, my wife got food poisoning at a... Uh, uh, at that restaurant. At a restaurant that, yeah. that, served, that specializes in clam chowder and things like that called Divers. Yeah. Restaurant. Yeah. And in you the mean case, it rhymes with Divers? Yes, it rhymes with Divers. Oh, okay. Uh, and, yeah. um, and so we, and so we uh, you know, I called over there. We, I think we did it on our uh-huh. podcast, yeah, we actually. Did. Yeah. And uh, they, they wound up giving her a $30 gift certificate. To eat there again. Yeah. So it's like if a guy has run, jumped you in an alley. And beat the crap out of you. Yeah. And then you say, gee, that that really hurt my face. Can't you do anything for me? Yeah, what sort of restitution are you... He said, here's a certificate for a further beating uh, at another time. I mean, give me more clam chowder because that I wasn't sick enough the first time. Right. And you're not going to believe this, but we've never actually redeemed it, if you can believe that. Yeah. Well, yeah. I can believe it. Yeah. You'd have to actually go to this place to redeem it, I guess. So, uh, long story short, the uh, the Dumfort Inn uh, just, you said, gee, we're, we, we, uh, we don't know about that. We'll have to check Did it out. Did they seem surprised? Did they seem appalled? Did they seem... Or were they like? Did they? Did you get the sense that they kind of knew and were just waiting for people to to notice it? Well, it was more like a let, let's table it for now. We'll look into it. Uh, you know, just, so, and, oh, and okay. so so basically, then you're you're kind of steered toward the some nameless, faceless entity on the phone at the Dumford Inn headquarters in Dubuque. Or you wherever. had to why did you have that's not your why why? 
Why did you? Because that's how they said, well, well, you need to lodge your complaint with those and with them. That's ridiculous. And, yeah, it is ridiculous. And we never, we, we just thought, well, they, at least they're going to give us a discount or something. Or say they're sorry. or, or... Say, uh, they're, Oh, they're sorry, but they didn't give us any discount. And so, you know, wow. everybody's telling us, you know what you guys should do? You you should write a really crappy Yelp review, but you should also call the Better Business Bureau and the Health Department. That's what you should do. And I said, why are you telling me that in that stupid voice? <laughs> so, oh, what stupid voice? <laughs> well, So even while I'm annoyed with their lack of action on uh, solving our problem or acknowledging our problem yeah it's not to our credit either that we've done none of those things never called the health department it's... never called the better business bureau and some poor uh schmuck uh, probably stayed in that very same room again yeah the later that night well the person who stayed there before you didn't do anything either well which maybe, is why maybe they're the source of the bed got bugs stuck too. with the bed bugs Are you going to ever stay at the Dumpford Inn ever again? <laughs> Not that Dumpford Inn. Oh, but you'll stay at another Dumpford Inn. Well, yeah. I'll stay at enough of them that I can make a real case for, is this a bed bug epidemic or was that just a one-off? At that place. No, but I not not uh, the bed bug issue aside. Just the way the staff handled the problem is what I'm saying. So you're willing to continue to patronize a chain of, of well, I don't, I don't bag for... motels that don't really care if a problem comes up, and their only a solution is for you to take it to somebody else. The buck should stop right there at the front desk. Is yeah. what I'm saying. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. You're right. I know you're right, but. Uh, Quit patronizing them. Well, I'm not going to. I, I probably won't. Unless the reason we stayed there is because it was so proximate to this eye yeah, well. clinic. And it would just seem like a, you know, and I blame myself because in front of the motel is big marquee, you know, this kind with the movable letters. And it said, you know, color TV, <laughs> oh, um, what? you know, internet, Wi-Fi. kitchenette. And then and then it said bed bugs and I just thought oh it, they're they're just being funny little yeah. tiny letters yeah little, little tiny, tiny black wasn't letters. as big as the other letters it's just little but tiny it, but it, but you could read it if you looked closely pepper sized letters so so I think they had us <laughs> on a technicality because they could have just say yeah. what well, you should have read the sign when you checked in yeah but well, anyway I'm glad it's all good news I know you were so happy when he oh yeah he it's was... it's just terrific he. And he he, he, he acts happy? like he acts like a puppy again. Yeah, that's good. You know, he really does. He's got energy that that seemed to be flagging um, that we just signed off to old age, and it really wasn't that entirely. He he's kind of, you know he's a he's a nut dog that that if if you if my if it's a sunny day and and the sun is hitting my watch and throws little light sparkles around, he goes crazy. He's trying to catch him. Well, all that's the time. your fault. Cause you used to play with a laser with them. Yeah, and he loves it. I know. And he, he goes them, crazy. It makes him neurotic. Uh, man, I, he, he's fine. You know, I mean, if he if that makes him happy and he's doing it again, I I'm, I'm down with that. He likes it. Well, I'm glad he can see. It's, it's his uh, it's his passion. He's yet to catch one of them. <laughs> So what's going on with you? Um, I, you know, I've, um, 
I've actually been uh, get, staying away from uh, news, uh, online social media. Uh, when I go to my um, hotel when I'm traveling, I've just decided I'm not going to watch CNN or MSNBC. I've actually been staying off of Facebook for now. Why would I think that about be? Three what, weeks. What what kind of news would you want to avoid? I, well. Is it sports? You don't want any sports news? <laughs> I do want to talk to you about that. I got to make a note of that. There's something I want to talk to you about. Right, sports. Make a note of sports it. Sports fans in particular. But I think what happened for me was uh, after the Parkland shooting, uh, you know, I was on Facebook and I'm, I'm pretty active. I know you're not very active. I know, though, that you, you jump on there and. You mean active on Facebook mm-hmm. or just in general, not very active? Yeah. Yeah. And I, I. Both I, of those things are true. It was just such a, uh, a horrific event, and I was just tired of the, again, once again, the gun debate um, showing up in Facebook. And mm-hmm. I started and to realize, I started to realize I was just tired of people's opinions. I was, I'm just tired of people's opinions. And the same thing with CNN and MSNBC. The problem that people have with these news organizations is they think that that it's news, and it's really not. Eighty percent of what they air on comment, these news shows commentary. is commentary, opinions, yeah. pundits. And I realized I'm tired of their opinions too on everything. And I just decided I I'm just I wanted to get away from people's opinions and so much information and tragic events and I I got really overwhelmed with it. I think the last time I saw you, uh, when I wasn't feeling very well, a lot of it was just I was just overstimulated mentally, and I decided I'm going to take a break from this. And I didn't log on to Facebook. I have not been getting my news off the internet. Uh, the only news that I've been getting is from a newspaper or a, a magazine, print is, print what, news, and what, it's been what, what really is a good. <laughs> what is a newspaper? Yeah. It's really great because it's 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 something I can pick up and peruse at my convenience, and then put it down and go away, and I don't have to look unless you go to the editorial section. But it's not filled with opinions. Facebook's filled with opinions, very little fact, mostly opinions. And same now with these 24-hour news stations. So I feel really good. I've been sleeping really good. And you'll be happy to know or not happy to know that that while there's there are daily developments, uh, for example, in the White House, none of it really, it's not I really changing really, the story. And, yeah. and you don't need and to know And I don't even really stuff. know what's going on. And I realized, wow, I was immersing myself so much this past year and a half or two years mainly because of the the political landscape and and what was happening there. And I felt compelled to be informed and know what's going on. I don't think that was super healthy for me. And I'm kind of okay not really knowing all that's going on anymore. I'm kind of okay with it. You're really not missing much. I think for me, and and I will go away from that material a lot, not as much as I should, but... I think the the frustrating part of it is that it's not great to to have a steady diet of that stuff exactly. unless you can create some sort of change as a result of of this information. If you if you if you can't do anything about it, it just it just drives you nuts. And mm-hmm. I I found myself just obsessing about it, mm-hmm. really upset, um, mm-hmm. uh, in, 
wondering about people who are incurious about it in the first place, right? Who didn't even vote right. or, what, or whatever, and then and then not down with with people who didn't don't get it the way I think I get it, right? And and so then you become very cynical mm-hmm. uh, about uh, life in general, people uh, individually sometimes, and and it, it just it may it's. Too ma- it's too much of a negative vibe to mm-hmm. to get you through the day. I, I don't like it. I like to laugh. I like to be entertained. I like yes. to read good things, and I don't. So yeah, this last trip I was stew. on, the last trip I was on, uh, I just got back from San Diego, and I didn't even have CNN on. Um, I don't get it at home, so usually I'm very happy when I'm at a hotel because I can gorge myself on on CNN. This is CNN. Network of Turner Broadcasting System. I said, you know, I turned it on briefly and I went, eh, it's those same people spouting their same opinions that I may or may not agree with, but I don't really care. It's not doing me any good. There's a lot of other good things on the uh, I on TV. turned it to TBS and the well, Sci-Fi Channel. I what was about, watching all sorts of fun stuff. Do you get guns and ammo? Do I get it? Yeah, do you receive that? What do you mean? Is it a magazine? There's, a, there's an actual TV channel. I think that's the name of it. Guns and ammo or something like that. Devoted twenty four hours a day to guns and gun that stuff. That sounds delightful. Yeah, it sounds really good. Yeah, sounds and, delightful. And then, of course, the other shopping channel. My favorite shopping channel. There's two things I like to watch out of weird. I, I don't know why. Uh, one of them is I love to watch. Uh, God, I can't even think of his name now. Um, Jimmy Swaggart. Remember Jimmy Swaggart? Yeah. I, I just I find guess. myself stop when I, mean, I see I him on TV. Name. I start watching it. Yeah. People might remember years ago, he he famously, you know, he was preaching about perils and the evils of infidelity and all that stuff. And then he himself, of course, caught. Yeah, gee, what a big surprise. And, and caught more than once. Yeah. And the first time he famously, you know, wept on television. I have sinned against you, my Lord. And then the next time he got caught for it, he got a, a, a little more... Uh, you know, said what? That's none of your business. That that's that's God's business. And, and yes, and yet. His... So now he's still out there. Yeah. He sings and he uh, he preaches, and and I'm always I'm astonished by the people that are there, the people that attend this stuff. Yeah, uh, they just he, forgive him he's, for that. He's taking their money. Yeah, I've always had this idea that, and I would never seriously pursue it, but I thought, you know, all you need to do to get on television and be an evangelist and take people's money is to set all of your scruples aside yep and just put on your acting a hat oh absolutely and get out there and i i i could swing it i i'm convinced you i could, could swing it you and i could make a we would be billionaires if we teamed up and did this and there was actually a play that um kathy lee gifford um produced years ago about a woman i don't even know if you remember her name um, a woman e- e- evangelist, evangelist. I don't know what the Evan- word is. Evangelist. Evangelista. And she, she, the, apparently based on a true story, she created this religious empire uh, with speaking engagements and books and all this stuff. And she, she didn't even really believe in God, but she just, she just worked it, and people just fell to their knees and opened their wallets, and she built an amazing empire. Amy Semple McPherson. Yes. yes! No, I'm not the healer. Jesus Christ, he is the Savior, the healer, baptized in the Holy 
to swindle people like no, that? No, I don't. I wouldn't. But it'd be so but easy. I mean, but it, it, it'd be so easy. Well, because, and it, it's so sad that people are, not pe- people sound like, like everybody, but there are, Some yeah, they're sheeple. There are folks that uh, either they're desperate or they're um, poorly educated or they're just born gullible, whatever it mm-hmm. is. And they will, they'll, they'll shell out for somebody that shills them and um, send money. And in many cases, the sad thing about the, those that certain brand of evangelist is that they try to get the money of people that can't afford it. You know, that that have very little money to begin well, with. Well, I don't think they're targeting them. I think they just don't care who gives them money. You know I what I mean? That, I think that's true. But, so. but it tends to be people that, you know... Or down to their last right. few farthings. And uh, if you send me the... And then they'll usually send something back. Like if you send them money, they'll send you... They'll send, I don't know, a little prayer book or, or some sort of premium if mm-hmm. you send money in. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's very sad. The only one who could ever reach me was the son of a preacher man. The only boy who could ever teach me was the son of a preacher man. You see what... The closest I've gotten to that is when I did some pledge drives for the local uh, public television station. And I think many of the offerings on public television are fine and really good, but um, I still felt a bit like a heel uh, (laughs) asking for money, uh, even though it wasn't going to me personally. Uh, I, I, I don't know. I Why? Just, what are you just, talking about? Because it felt che- it felt cheesy and pathetic. Really? If you like the programming that you're seeing tonight, and would like to see more of it, well, that's how send your money. That's here. how we. That's how the podcast. What the podcast is built on. Think yeah. we're doing this well, for free? Well, we but don't. People are directly. Sending, yeah. People are sending thousands of dollars a week. Yeah, I to know. keep this program on the air. Yeah. And because uh, there'd be no way we could do it without without that money right. and that support. So I guess we're telling people if you l- enjoy this quality program, <laughs> but do it in that voice you just did. I don't remember <laughs> what I did. Uh, so okay, so um, so that's so that's. I just okay. want to let you know I'm doing so, really uh, well. I'm going to probably get back into Facebook eventually or whatever. But for now, um, I'm actually going to start. I'm going to order a newspaper. I know I have not had a newspaper. I think since you and I were on the air. Delivered to my house. I'm going to start um, consuming my news uh, once in the morning, and I'll probably watch the nightly news. Maybe what about what about uh, d- digital uh, mm-hmm. New York Times on on your laptop? Yeah, I uh, maybe um, maybe I'll do it that way as well. Yeah. So I wanted to ask you this too. Um, two things we didn't talk about, and this happened a while back. That now in Oregon, you can now pump your own gas. Not everywhere. But some rural places you can. How are what? So tell. Can you fill me in on why that decision was made? I never really looked into it. I heard it briefly. I don't know. And I meant to ask you about it. Well, I don't know either. But it's and some, do they, something that made its way through their state legislature. And will you be able to tell from the gas station that you drive up whether it's a pumper or a non-pumper? Yes, I've, I've we've seen it. Uh, like uh, there's a there's a city called Biggs Junction that is right on the border. Oregon side of the Washington border, 
when you're driving up to the, you know, Goldendale is the next town you'll get to in Washington and on your way to Yakima. Okay. We, sometimes when we come from Central Oregon, we will go that route. And at little rural stations, um, gas stations where they exist, and it just finally somebody said, it doesn't make any sense for people not to just be able to pump their own gas. Gee, what's the hurry in coming to that conclusion? Yeah. However, it's most places. Yeah, most places, I guess they're afraid people will blow themselves up or something. Which is it's never always been a ridiculous Okay. So I, that's all I know, except that here's what I've been doing, and it makes me feel good, and I think it's appropriate. When we do go to Oregon gas stations where they have an attendant that puts gas in your car, I'll usually tip them. You do? Give them a, get like three bucks or something like that. God, you are so good. Well, it, yeah, you it are, just feels right. You are such a good tipper. I was at the hotel this week, and I remember what you told me about how much you give housekeeping every day, which I still am floored by you give him what like ten dollars a day i still cannot ten dollars ten dollars to come in and give you fresh towels well yeah and make up your bed well maybe your sheets are worth ten dollars for changing get the bugs off yeah well i um let me let me put a limit to that policy if i'm staying at a place for a week yeah i'm not going to put down 70 bucks at the end of the week It'll modify. But if I'm a place for two days, I'm going to leave 20 bucks. Gosh, I just can't afford that. Do you leave anything? Sometimes. Do you leave anything? Yes or no? Sometimes I do. Which means most of the I, time you don't. But it's bad. Like, but I was always like maybe two bucks. But don't you That's like That's bad. Is that just making them mad? Are they using my? Are using they? Are they using my toothbrush to clean the toilet? Oh, if they yeah. see that two dollars, well, especially if there? you return to that motor. If you're never coming back again, no, I mean every what's... like day. Like they go, oh, oh, here's the two dollar lady. I guess we'll just clean the toilet with her. Well, no, you don't leave it every day. You leave it when you're finally leaving. Oh, I thought you were supposed to leave it every day. No, no, I leave it when I leave for good. Oh, okay. So I thought you were talking ten bucks a day. No, well, you just I am, said ten dollars a day. That's right. So if I'm there three days, I'm going to leave thirty bucks. Wow! But like I said, I, there comes a limit. I'm not if I'm at a place for a well, month. Well, here's the for deal example, too. I'm leaving three hundred dollars. I don't get my room serviced every day either because I don't think they need to come in and change my sheets to give me fresh towels every day. I'll, as long as they can just keep bringing the coffee, that's all I need. Yeah. So I, I don't. I, I don't that. really have them clean it very often. I don't really need need to. So. Well, I, I guess my where I'm coming from is my assumption that they're not getting very well paid anyway. Yeah. And 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 when I you know I give tip to a gas station attendant, their faces light up, and I realize, gee, most people don't tip these yeah. people, and they're really grateful. For that's it. really nice. It's more, no, it's just one a more, gesture. One it more gonna, tip I have to. Isn't going to make or break so, their geez. their livelihood. Um, there is a movement called Strawless, Strawless in Seattle. Uh, it's a citywide ban on plastic straws and utensils where food and drink are being sold. And that's going to begin this summer. So when you come up here, you I'm, can't, you I'm, can't I'm, get I'm, a straw. I'm clearing out if that comes, when that comes Do you ever even effect. use straws? Like if somebody, I was going to give you straw today in your little, little glass of, Stuff the only time I ever use you. a straw is this comes up so rarely. 
Uh, it's a trick that I, I got from the old Tarzan movies when I was a kid. <laughs> if somebody like a lion or somebody or a bad guy somebody is Somebody like you, a lion. Yeah. <laughs> and and you, there's a body of water you can get in and hide in there. I'll I'll take a little straw that's sticking up out oh, of just barely out of the water so I can breathe can underwater. Yeah. That's about the only time I use so straws. So do you are you always packing a straw? Just for in case. It's, it hasn't happened ever, actually, but well, you never know. I hope you don't run into a lion in Seattle this summer because you're not gonna have a straw to mm. use. Um no plastic. Oh really? No. Well, what other choices do we have? I don't know. It's going to be paper, it's, it's going to be interesting at the at the airport because that's all they give you. They don't trust you with real cutlery. They're going to have to shut down the entire Puyallup Fair this summer too. Uh, yeah, no kidding, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I just think it's interesting. But it's it's, it's uh, there's other cities, uh, California cities that are doing this as well. And you know, it's because it's gunking up the ocean and killing all the fish. So they're straw, they're straws are killing all the fish. Yeah, all the all the plastic in the ocean. Yes. Well, it's, it's is it all straws? All. Straws and plastic spoons. So there's apparently recyclable materials that they're going to start using um, hmm. for all of this stuff. And this, is, so, this is the death knell for the plastic industry. I Remember, know. in The Graduate, that's what the guy told us. I know, right? Told us I know. I guess he was wrong. Are you going to Scarborough Fair? Parsley, sage, rosemary, and thyme. I have a message for you. A very sad message. By my subject for this evening will be Little Bo Peeps. It says here, Little Bo Peep, who was a little girl, has lost her and doesn't know where to find her. Now that's reasonable, isn't it? <laughs> it? It's reasonable to assume if little Bo Peep had lost her shoe, it's only natural that she wouldn't know where to find <laughs> That That basically is reasonable, but uh, leave them uh, alert. Now that overwhelms me. <laughs> Completely overwhelms me. The man said she lost the sheep. Turns right around and boldly states she doesn't know where to find them. <laughs> and then has the stupid audacity to say, leave them alone. <laughs> Now, now, think for a moment, think. If the sheep were lost and you couldn't find them, you'd have to leave them alone, wouldn't you? <laughs> so leave them alone. Leave them alone. It's in the book. <laughs> leave them alone. And they, uh, they being the sheep, they will come home. Oh, yes, they'll come home. Oh, there'll be a brighter day tomorrow. They will come home. <laughs> it's in the book. <laughs> they will come home. 
a wagging her tail. Pray tell me what else could they wag? <laughs> home a wagon the tape <laughs> behind them. behind them did we think they'd wag them in front Thanks for listening to Peculiar Podcast. I hate goodbyes. <laughs> Join Pat and Lisa online at PeculiarPodcast.com. The gift that keeps on giving the whole year. And on the Peculiar Podcast Facebook fan page. Sweet. On Twitter at Peculiar Podcast, at Mr. Pat Cashman, and at Foster Chick. Join us and live in peace or pursue your present course and face obliteration.